This is going to be a great episode because at face value, you have done everything right, but the sales are not coming through. And I think that is where I'm going to be able to help you. Hello, listeners. Thanks for tuning in to SOS, a live call-in help show with me, your host, Sonia Rasula, founder of Unique Markets. Each week, I answer some of the most pressing questions from entrepreneurs, small business owners, and creatives. So get ready for real talk and tangible advice as I answer questions from business owners around the world. Plus, this season, you can watch each episode on YouTube, where you'll be able to see me break down guests' websites, branding, social media, and more. And it's all live. Hashtag awkward. The reason this podcast exists is because the fact is most businesses will not make it to five years. I've had multiple businesses for over a decade now, and I really want to make sure that you have long-term success. I don't want you to make the same mistakes that I made. So tune in weekly as I help business owners face their sh**. At first glance, Dear Joie looks picture perfect. But if you look deeper, you'll notice that you would never actually know who runs the company, if anyone. There's no About Us page on the website. There's no founder story. It's very impersonal. This may be why Amanda, the founder, is not making as many sales as I think she should be and could be. This is where I come in. Amanda's website and Instagram feature stunning, and I mean stunning, beautiful photography. Also, the design of both her website and Instagram accounts are perfect, pretty much in my opinion. However, there is no heart. Amanda needs to insert her own founder story and her own voice in order to better express the brand's mission and continue to truly connect with customers, not just serve them beautiful, technically perfect photography. She wants her brand to express joy and be more than just a stationary and jewelry brand, but she needs my help to realize that she is actually the brand. Okay. Well, hello, Amanda. I'm super excited that you are joining us on SOS and I'm super excited to be talking. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to our audience, you know, the name of your company and what it is that you do. Okay. Um, Hi, I'm so excited to be on here. I've actually been following you for quite some time, Um, but my name is Amanda Del Serias. I'm a multi- disciplinary artist from Canada who seeks new forms of expression through what brings me joy. And I'm excited to be here to talk about my business, Dear Joie, which sells handcrafted jewelry and notebooks. I'm also progressing into more of a lifestyle brand that inspires joy through that beauty of form and function, similarly to how Dear Joie was founded. Okay. I love that. I also love your nails. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Love yours. It's so bright. Oh, thanks. Well, so if you're listening to the podcast, obviously you may want to check the episode out on YouTube. Okay. So the way that you pronounce it is joie. Yeah. Right? Because it's French. And for everyone listening, that is spelled J-O-I-E. 
So if you follow along and want to check out her Instagram, it's at Dear Joie, which is D-E-A-R-J-O-I-E. And that's also the website. So you can check out all of her work and the brand. The website is beautiful and all of your photography, Amanda, is very, very beautiful and modern and minimal. So for anyone listening, if you want to understand what I mean when I say great product photography, visit her website. Thank you. It means means so much because I do it all myself and I'm just like, you hope this is okay. Oh my gosh. Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Well, you're very talented because the products are styled beautifully and that I think that has a lot to do with it, but the photography is just really well done. So congratulations for that. That you do not need help with. Like the aesthetic, the branding, the photography, you are crushing it in those areas. So I'm very excited for this episode because those are usually the things that people need help with. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is a whole new exciting kind of episode to dig into totally different business problems. So I would love to know what is it that you think you need help with? What's the business struggling with right now? I think for me, because I was mostly focused on jewelry when I first started, even previous business, um, I brought on this completely new new collection of notebooks, handcrafted notebooks, which I handbound do everything myself. But it's just kind of being able to market that and brand my business. I mean, obviously, the end goal is a, a lifestyle brand of joy, but how to combine the two and also getting people on board on how they can convert. A lot of my business, much like other small businesses, relied on in-person markets. Mm -hmm. Um, With the notebooks itself, like you need to feel the paper. They're so buttery soft. They're environmentally friendly. It's just, you have to touch them. If you're like me, everything that I purchase is based on like also touch too. Does it feel soft? Like, does it spark something? So that's kind of what I'm missing on that aspect as well getting those conversions because right now it's mostly all online and the small amount of retailers that I have currently. Right. Okay. So from a business model perspective, you sell online, your website's beautiful, but you are driving a lot of your sales with in-person markets and that was really it, right? So you probably don't have a huge wholesale customer database. Most of my wholesale right now is also just through jewelry. So the notebooks, okay. that's, that's a big thing too, right? Jewelry, I find it's easier to sell online, especially have the proper products or product product pictures. But with the notebooks, it's just so much harder because you know, you're obviously also paying for something that's handmade. So when they see my price point, they might just be like, oh, I'll just go to Staples and buy something cheaper. Right. Well, hopefully that is not, that's the wrong customer for you. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it definitely <laughs> is. I'm, I'm learning to, you know, change my audience and who the correct ideal customer is and definitely wouldn't want someone who just, you know, needs something for a cheaper cost and doesn't, yeah. doesn't value. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's also important for the audience to know that this is your, side hustle or your kind of like part-time business. This isn't your full-time business, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the goal. But right now it's just, I need something to supplement, of course, paying bills and 
living life. I can't just be <laughs> a starving artist as much as I aspire to be one of those people. I just, I'm the type of person too that needs to be busy at all times. So, mm-hmm. well, that's why you are an entrepreneur. Welcome to the club. <laughs> we need to never be calm and relaxed and have time on our hands. <laughs> so, okay. So here's what I am very interested in. So if you are listening to this podcast, the Dear Joie website and Instagram are so well done in that they are beautiful, minimal. They very, very quickly establish the brand. Like when you visit the Instagram, you know exactly the types of products, the tone, the colors, everything makes sense. So like the brand is on point, which I find interesting because I know the sales that you did last year. Now, granted, 2020, we don't, no one needs to explain what happened in 2020. It was chaos. But considering, so normally you sold your products in person, which is what a lot of the people who listen to the podcast do and did. And some of them saw massive, massive revenue gains last year because everyone on online, everyone was just shopping online, but a lot of them didn't, right? And their revenues went down. I'm shocked to know the number that you sold last year because I think that it should be five to 10 times that. Like it should be. The quality of your product Everything is like so on point that I really want to try to dig in and understand why that number is that number. And so can I, can I tell everyone listening? So, so she sold about 6,000 or a little over $6,000 last year, which is great, right? (laughs) It's better than zero, but considering your brand is years into the existence, like you didn't start it two or three years ago. This is a brand that has has been running for a while. Your sales should be so much bigger than that. Also, just in ter- because of the quality of the products. So I want to really try to understand why that might be and help you figure out how to sell more because you should be selling more for sure. Thank you. So yeah. So what, so what is, so obviously you want more sales, you know, that's one of the things that everyone wants when they, when they listen to SOS. But I think you had a more specific question, which kind of veered into the world of storytelling and branding. And so, yeah, like from your perspective, what does your gut tell you that you need help with? What do you think you need help with? Yeah. How do I position myself as a brand more than just a product and service company? Mm -hmm. Um, Because it it honestly is like, there's always a story with a small business, especially if it's, you know, coming from something of passion. So kind of just establishing myself on that way, how I can get people on board to be part of that. You know, maybe am I not being as joyful (laughs) as I claim to be? I don't know, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's no <dumb>. I, <laughs> no I think everyone listening to your laugh listening to your energy th- this is it's it's all there so it's probably just some small tweaks in the actual way that you're running the business is my guess 
So let's dive in a little bit more. So I am going to share my screen and we're going to look at your website. For everyone listening, don't worry. You absolutely are going to be able to follow along and get a lot of great advice and problem solving. So your website is, when I say beautiful, like your website really is beautiful. You have very beautiful photography. You have chosen fonts that are like great. You have your mission. So I'm scrolling right now, everyone. And the first thing you see is a beautiful, beautiful photo. And that is the number one thing that people need to see when they go to your homepage. So right off the bat, beautiful photo. It also says that you enjoy 20% off orders over $25. And it has to do with bindery. So like notebooks and binding. As I scroll the homepage, it shows the mission. It then starts to show some of these really, really beautiful notebooks. Then talks about giving back. And this is something that your company does. So it explains that Dear Joie is proud to support One Body Village Canada and their mission to end child sexual exploitation. And it gives all of that information there. So there's also a giving back portion, which is great because that's like a connection right away. And then it starts to show more products, which are jewelry. So, so far I'm on your homepage. I see beautiful photography. I see notebooks. I see a couple call to actions. And then we go into the jewelry. You've done what everyone should be doing, which is promote your Instagram. So you're throwing to social media. You're doing that cross-pollinization, which is so important. And you even have gift cards. You talk about the fact that you can make it personalized. And you have a way for people to subscribe to your newsletter. Like, if we are talking about what every homepage needs to do, this is it, which is super interesting. So if you are listening to this podcast, again, go visit Dear Joie, which is dearjoie.com, so that you can scroll the homepage to understand like, okay, got it. She's got product photography. She has a way for me to sign up to her newsletter. She talks about a discount. She shows products. Like you even then at the very bottom of the page have reviews and they're coming through. They're switching in and out. So you've got, and from real people, this is literally like the checklist of what a homepage needs to have. You have all, yeah, you have all the elements. I'm like, wait, what, what are we doing here? Okay. So this is going to be a great episode because at face value, you have done everything right, but the sales are not coming through. And I think that is where I'm going to be able to help you a lot. So one thing your gut already knew that like, it's one thing to sell a product which is your products are jewelry and stationery. It's another thing to be a brand. And being a brand, this is an interesting, there's so much back and forth and so many opinions on this because what is a brand, right? (laughs) At the end of the day, you are a person. You are an individual and you're the individual behind the company and the brand. And 
that's the one thing that's missing. So you have everything else. You have reviews. You have great photography. You have beautiful products. You even have the, the give back. Like everything is here. But my number one piece of advice right now is that even though all of those aesthetic things are like on point, it feels a little cold because it's missing your personality and you. And that's really, really, really important. It's funny because the last guest, her website was so bright and so colorful and like way too chaotic. (laughs) Yours is the exact opposite. It's beautiful. It's simple. It's modern. If I'm someone who loves stationery or loves jewelry, like I'm going to come to this website and it's easy for me to connect. However, past connecting with the products, there's no personality here. This is a huge problem. And listeners can hear your very joyful personality and anyone who's watching on YouTube can see, you know, your smile, you are present, you are excited to be here, you're passionate about what you make. So none of that's coming through at all. So where are you? That is my question. We're going to click the hamburger navigation and here's the interesting thing. Where is the about page? Yeah, I I did have one. (laughs) I haven't put it up. It was up. So I did the unique virtual market. It had one up then. Which was probably almost a year ago, which is crazy. Which is insane. But um, I took it off because I wanted to rewrite it and, you know, (laughs) just kind of make it more matching this website now. But yeah, it's not up. And I know, I know that should be (laughs) somewhere. (laughs) Uh, Yes. Okay. So Oh my goodness. Folks, if you are listening, which obviously you are, there are only two navigation points on her website. It's shop and it's contact. That's it. Where is everything else? Where are you? Right? So you do have drop downs. So when people go to shop, they can see, they can, they can shop looking at all bindery, jewelry, and lifestyle. Here's my feedback right away. If I'm not a stationary person, I have no idea what bindery means. So right off the bat, you need to use terminology that the average person understands, which is stationary. (laughs) Stationary. And number, so you've got all bindery, jewelry, lifestyle. What does lifestyle mean? Um, lifestyle. So I'm starting to bring on, this is kind of where I've always wanted to help other small businesses. So I'm finding other brands who also exude that same joy. So I have right now, I just have a candle, like some candles from another company and, um, a tote bag that I have that's made here in Calgary, but I am starting to keep adding more things onto there. So it's not anything that I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So this is interesting because why did you choose the word lifestyle? I don't know. That was just kind of like, it's, I don't know. I just, I I thought that was the right word, I guess. Okay. (laughs) What does that mean from a shopper standpoint? Because it doesn't tell me anything at all. Like what is lifestyle? (laughs) What you need to do is be very 
intentional with the words that you use. So shop, all, stationery, jewelry. And if this other section is kind of a mishmash of items, you need to either think about maybe saying homewares or for the home, but something that like gives people more of an understanding of what's actually there. If the factor that makes that page and those items different is that you don't make them, then maybe you say, um, you know, you find a way to communicate that. So it's like other brands, favorite items. I don't know. You're going to have to do this exercise of like when someone visits my website because you only have like 1.5, I think it's even less than 1.5 seconds to make an impression. When someone comes to your website and they're like, okay, I want to shop, they click it and they see your navigation, you want to help them as much as you can purchase. When you have a word like lifestyle that doesn't mean anything really, it's like very, no, it's very hard to understand what that is. So they're like, okay, I guess I'll go to jewelry or bindery. Well, no one knows what... I know anyone in the stationary world knows what bindery is, but the average person is like, okay, the only word that makes sense to me is jewelry. Yeah. Of all your navigation, jewelry is the only one that makes sense. So you need to figure out how to better present your navigation and then do that. I think that whatever you come up with, if these are items that are not necessarily yours, there should be a great description about that fact. We've curated our favorite small designers and artists from around the country, you know, to help celebrate blah, blah, blah. There's got to be something that emotionally pulls me in to, to the products that are on this page and also clearly states that they're not necessarily yours. Okay. Because otherwise, this Joshua Tree candle could be yours. There's no... There's nothing that says that it that's not yours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. If that makes sense. So, yeah. like, you have great description here. Again, it doesn't necessarily tell me. It says, Boheme is a, luck, is a luxurious, clean, burning, all-natural candle, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that is another company. Boheme could be a word that you're using to describe, right? So it's... You just need to do that a little bit more and tell that story, I think. So that's one piece of advice. It's that your website is so beautiful. <laughs> it's, I want to purchase everything, but you're not helping anyone purchase because you're not necessarily using the right words that are like alerting their brain, like, okay. And then the other thing is you, and this is the biggest thing. This is the most important thing that we're going to discuss today. Okay. <laughs> so... You know, I'm assuming you have professional photography of you and yourself. I'm hoping. Yes? Yeah, I I do. It's just out of date. But I guess I could use that. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, this is not who I look like. Or like, I don't look like this anymore. It's, I don't know. It's just one of those things. So what's stopping you from taking new photos tonight? I guess I could take them myself. That's true. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I just, anything that has to deal with me. And I, I, I feel like I know this too, just because of the story of how my business came to be. I'm just more so not, I guess, scared 
to show myself, even though I've, I've been getting in, in the practice or habit of showing myself on stories more, but mm-hmm. it's still very, still very nerve wracking. Like even taking product photos of jewelry on and using me as a model, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> Listen, every, every business owner struggles with this. The social aspect of being an entrepreneur nowadays is very much that like your story and you as a founder are part of the business. Mm-hmm. So, and to be perfectly honest, what you have to just accept is that people aren't buying these products because they could just, like you said, they could go to Staples, they could go to Target, they could go, there's other stationary products, there's other jewelry out there. The reason why your website and your Instagram stands apart from everyone else's is not necessarily the products that you make. It's it's you and the why behind why you make them. Okay. That is like if you read any Simon Sinek book, if you read any of these kind of big thought leaders in the entrepreneurial business leadership world, all data points to the fact that people buy you think that they buy into brands and it's true. Like Nike, like, you know, either you're a Nike or a Reebok or an Adidas. Like people do buy into brands. But one of your original questions was like, right, how do I become, how do I think of myself more as a brand as opposed to like a stationery or a jewelry maker? Well, part of that is that like realizing that you are actually the brand. Mm-hmm. So no one's going to buy your stationery because they come to this and they're just like, wow, the photography is so modern and minimal. I have to have this notebook. They're going to buy the notebook because they're going to say, I heard this podcast <laughs> and like, what are the things that make you unique? So uh, me right now, I can see you. Audiences listening cannot see you. Right now, the the things that make you unique are that you are Canadian, you live in Calgary, you are a female founder, you are, I want to say Asian American, but Asian Canadian, I guess would be the term. These are all things that make you unique. And you have to celebrate that and be proud of that. And this plays deeper because Canadians, and I am a Canadian, Canadians have, it's because they're right next door to the U.S., and they, there's this thing that happens where the U.S. is like, they're loud, they show off, they are just, they, you know, they just are like out there and to an obnoxious fault. That is the view that Canadians have of Americans, pretty much. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> So no, no, like no, no hard feelings. Or, exactly. Like, it, it, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So here's the thing that happened when I moved from Canada back to California. I realized like this, I had like the shades came off, like the sunglasses, I removed the sunglasses, everything became much brighter and I understood. And I, uh, to me, it's like, why would you not be loud and proud about what you do? Why would you not talk about what you do and who you are? Talking about yourself, being proud, that is not showing off. That is just 
simply talking about what you do and who you are. There is a deep-seated thing that, and it's not just Canadians, there are many, many, many small business owners in America that have, and all over the world, that have the same internal struggles with talking about themselves because there is an insecurity that somehow has been planted at some point in their life that if you talk about yourself, you're a show-off. And it's terrible. Like you have everyone listening, whether you are in Canada or England or Florida, like you have to let go of that as a business owner because that will absolutely impact your ability to be successful. So what you need to do is get headshots, get a bunch of, and I mean, you know, ask, you know what? Ooh, I'm going to connect you with a photographer in Calgary. (laughs) (laughs) My friend and her husband are amazing. She's an influencer on Instagram. He is a great photographer and videographer. Trade them, like go to their studio and have them take portraits of you or have them come to your studio and have them take portraits of you. So you have a bunch of different photos of you, not just like one headshot. You need a picture of you with products. You need, you know, an overhead shot of your hands while you're doing stuff. You have to help audiences with a story of who you are, what you do, what it takes to make the products, even behind the scenes of like a messy studio, but then also beautiful styled studio shots. Like you need to tell your story. That's what, that's the reason why we all love Nike or Anthropology or whatever brands, you know, you love, there's a reason why you connect with them because at some point they connected with you emotionally. So that's what you have to do. So there's no excuses. You've got to get photography. There's a human element that has to be injected. So, you know, we're on your website. It's beautiful, but there needs to be more human element. The other thing that plays into this is, you know, if you don't like taking photos of the jewelry on yourself (laughs) or, you know, which is, which at a certain point, you're just over it. Like you've been doing it for years. You're like, I don't want to take another photo of my hands. Like I'm, I'm done. I'm tired. Great. This is where diversity comes in because it's important that you aren't the only person that you're showing your jewelry on. So like have, put the call out on Instagram, have a few other people come to your studio um, or go to where they are and photograph their hands, arms, neck, whatever it is, however you are capturing that photography and make sure that you're getting different types of people. Cause this is actually really important. You know, you're not selling just to yourself. You're selling to like the entire world. So I want you to do that. Now, if we go to your Instagram, it's the same feedback, which I know you already know I'm going to give you (laughs) (laughs) because you, you have stunning photography. You understand lighting and depth of field and like you understand this. You're really great with like the top down, you know, photos of products and styling like the, this photo of your crystal necklaces with the shadow, like stunning photography, perfect for Instagram. Mm Mm-hmm. What's missing here, again, is a little bit more of the behind-the-scenes story. Like, everything doesn't have to be perfect. And I think that especially after the pandemic and after all of the cultural and societal things that have been happening, this perfect aesthetic that your Instagram is, because I want to mention, like, it's such a – it's beautiful. Perfect. Anyone who – 
listens to this podcast or like go study her photography because it's, this is beautiful product photography. But what is missing again is that personality and that feeling that would make someone purchase of like, I know exactly who the person is behind this brand and that's why I want to buy it. Like I want to buy this leather notebook because I know all about the founder's story. Mm-hmm. Okay. That makes sense. So just kind of, I guess, make it more personal to me too. And I think that's where the confusion is because again, branding can mean so many things, but then people say, you know, not to make it too personal about you and then focus on what your, you know, what your products are and what, you know, you sell. Um, so I think for me, that's kind of where I also get confused where it's like, okay, well, if it's too much about me, well, I guess it's also like, is that too vain or, you know? No, right. Exactly. What you just said, you have to erase that word from your vocabulary because <laughs> I already know that's why you don't do it. It's because you think that you're being vain, but there is no, like how much is too much? Well, how much is not enough? Cause there's literally <laughs> nothing. There's nothing here that tells me any of your story. Like you are on the Instagram because you are modeling the earrings, but I'm going to click this just to, just to see what happens here. And you do give a little bit of story, but it still doesn't like, I want to see more visual cues on the Instagram that really, really, really tell me like, why do you make jewelry? Why do you make all of the different stationary products that you make. And it's funny because when you, this whole idea of like joie, like the whole idea is like joy. So where is more of the joy? (laughs) Okay. That makes sense. Everything else is on point. Truly. Everything else is on point. But I'm just shocked, like shocked that you that you only have 3,300 followers. This blows my mind. Like it really does. I, I, there's no reason why you shouldn't be at 33,000. Truly. I do, and in fact, it's like a mystery to me why you don't have 33,000 followers. So you need to cultivate the community more. Part of that is reaching out and working with other people within your community. Like if you can do collaborations, if you can do contesting so that other people that you love that are in your community, whether they make similar products or not, like they find out about you and then start following you. And then your followers find out about this fashion brand. And, you know, there's ways to like do that. Okay. So you just need to start putting yourself out there more. As a female founder, I think it's really important to, f- to connect with other female founders and so that you have that natural community built in, but that you're all supporting one another. So like get loud and proud out there, you know, like once a month, c- do something else, do lives with people, whether they're here in the States or there's so many great brands in Canada that I know of, they're all women led. So it's like, just start doing more of this like community work. Okay. And don't feel embarrassed about featuring yourself. This is the, like, this is the number one thing that so many 
entrepreneurs struggle with. They just, they think that it's showing off if they put a photo of themselves or if they, you know, like talk about the fact that like they, you know, had to take loans out last year to keep going or they had to like, the pain points of entrepreneurship are just as valid as all of the positive ones. And if you start telling that story more, that is what will connect with people and people naturally want to help you and your brand. Okay. I will make sure to do that. And I do have like a little community going on of other female entrepreneurs too, but I guess kind of that whole aspect of getting on live with them or just, you know, having some topics to discuss. I have so many offline topics on like just being an Asian Canadian and being an entrepreneur with other business owners. So I guess that's like a, it's it's good to bring that up. Yes, absolutely. And like, now is the time to start understanding the power of that community. I think more and more people, whether they have businesses or not, you know, interacting and finding connection because we're kind of not, like we're still very much in our own apartments or homes or like wherever we are, finding that connection is so important. I'm going to share my screen once more because this company was a guest Last season, did you listen to that episode? It is. And it's actually, I, I've, I've followed your podcast. I was just like, oh my God, Samara's on there. I was, I've been following them since they were at like a hundred followers. So mm-hmm. just to see how incredible their brand has gotten, I'm just, I'm, I'm so amazed. Like, you know, the brand, do you know her personally? I don't know her personally. Okay. I, I fangirl over her, but I don't know her like. Okay. Well, what we're going to do is we're going to connect you because your two brands work very well together. And this is the type of community that I'm talking about and that I want... Oh, for everyone listening, I'm talking about Samara, which is S-A-M-A-R-A. And it's a cruelty-free fashion brand. And she's updated her description on Instagram and it says... Female founded in Canada. (laughs) So you see where that, see? And when I talked to her a year ago, less than a year ago, she had the exact, one of the exact same issues, which was like having to put herself out there as opposed to just like the, the products, the models that she was photographing the products on and with. Since talking, I have seen a huge increase in her being out there more, her interacting on Instagram. It's a huge change. And the fact that she now has female founded in Canada, that's a huge change. So she understands the power of that and why that's important. Because it's not a large company that is, you know, that very quickly, oh, that's a woman-owned company in Canada I want to support. It's not just like a conglomerate, like that I don't know where the stuff is made or, you know. So, and again, her style of photography and your style of photography are so similar. The tones, the colors, everything about your two brands matches. So I really want you to look for more brands like hers. And my guess is you probably already know them. And I want you to reach out to them and say, hey, I would love to do a contest with you. If you're ever going to do a contest, you know, I'd love to give these two items and then we can do a contest together and you know, promote, or I'd love to do a live 
with you sometime where we can talk about being Canadian female founders. Like, this could help you. She's got, she's probably owned the company now, at this point for just over two years, maybe two and a half years, 164,000 followers. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> and she wasn't at that last year. So she, you know, she is really, really diving in and she, but she also understands, and this is her full-time gig, a little different from you, full-time, but she understands the power of understanding e-com and social media and how all of the different things plug in to one another. And she's probably running a lot of online advertising, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. That's how you get there. That's how you slowly start to scale. So I'm excited for you to just First of all, put an about page on your website. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah. So the, the, your to-do list is talk more about yourself and your story. Put yourself out there on Instagram and social media a lot more. It's not showing off. It's telling your story. Mm-hmm. And really try to figure out ways to inject yourself on the website, not just with with a really great about page that tells about why you started the company, why you make the products, like all of that information needs to be there, but beautiful photography needs to be there. But then how can you also tell that story um, on the homepage, you know, to get to little clippets or a photo of you that talks about the fact that you are, you know, a female founder, you know, Asian in Calgary. There's so many different things, just little things like that. And then all you have to do is interest someone enough to click and then go to that about page and read more about you. So everything else on your homepage, you, you have, like, it's beautiful, but you're literally missing, like you're nowhere. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I, and the fact too, I guess that that does make sense. Like everything's handcrafted out of my home studio. So it's like, why wouldn't I show that off? Absolutely. Because, because until you, until someone tells you to do it, you're never going to do it. It's like, you're just trying to run your business. This is your part-time thing. So you have other work that you're doing. But I think if, you know, the biggest takeaway for you is you removed the about page almost a year ago. (laughs) How did time fly? (laughs) Today is Friday. You know, challenge yourself. Next week, you need to get that page up there. So you're going to have to write about yourself. This is, you know, you're going to have to talk about yourself. That's okay. You can do it. Get photography and get it up there and start to be more loud and proud. Okay. And when it comes to doing your about page, is like, I don't know, do I talk in first person or third person? Does it matter how that goes up? That's a really good question. (laughs) <laughs> and it's it's different for everyone, right? I know that you're probably asking that question because most small business owners want to appear larger by saying we, you know, is there a we? No, it's just you. Am I right? <laughs> it's just me. And, yeah, my boyfriend <laughs> helps out. He's he's kind of like this the person in the background, but yeah, mostly just me. Okay. So, so there's, you know, you can fake it till you make it and say, we, that's fine. So you can talk in the third person if you want to, if you, if that's more comfortable for you, you can do that for your about. But if you're going to create a page that's about, you know, our mission, why we started and do it in the third person, you still 100% have to have a section that's also 
about our founder. Like you, like you are the story, right? You're not this giant corporation. You're not even a 10-person business. It's you. That is what separates you. So if I want to buy a notebook at Staples, fine. But if I want to buy a notebook from someone who has handmade it for me, that's a totally different thing. So you need to really be okay with the fact that you do hand make everything. And that's part of why people are going to purchase from you. Okay. It's like, in fact, the only reason, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. That's why they're going to buy from you. It's because they're going to hear that it's handmade, quality craft, like the craftsmanship is high, everything, you know, that's really important. So to answer your question, you can write third person, you can write first person, either is fine, but you have to be in the story. Okay. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So just <laughs> as, as long as it's, there's, there's some way, shape or form me being put into that. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not just some, wait, not just some shape or form, which is, I'm quoting exactly what you just said there. It's, you are the story. So you are the item and then you can still talk about the mission of the company and, but it's you. Okay. <laughs> it's me. It's all me. It's all you. <laughs> all you. Okay. No, that, okay. that's great. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Of course. Bye. <laughs> Today's top takeaways include number one. Make sure your website uses terminology that your customers will actually understand. Pay really close attention to both the words that you use for your website's navigation and the language that you use in the product descriptions. These words are what help you convert users and viewers into customers. If you're selling something such as notebooks, Use a term like stationary, which is well-known and widely accepted and understood, as opposed to a word like bindery. Takeaway number two, you need to create human connection, aka you need to be able to showcase human beings in your product photography and on your website. I know that seems obvious and simple, but a lot of e-com websites really just feature beautiful products in their photos and forget about the human element. So you need to show hands, feet, heads, people, people. You need to show people in your product photography. Also, you should not be the only person that is constantly seen in those photos. I know it's easy, it's also cheap. <laughs> However, you need diversity. It's really important to show different colors of skin, different ages of people. So diversity is always good when shooting product photography because again, the more people that you speak to and relate to, the more people will become customers and brand ambassadors of yours. And number three, when writing your website's about page, you have to be part of the story. I know, we hear this in every single episode, you do not like talking about yourselves. Well, don't worry, y'all, neither do I. However, your story 
you, your passion, why you decided to start the company, why you love the products that you make. This is all part of your about copy and it needs to be in there. It doesn't really matter whether you write it in first person or third person, if that makes you feel a little bit more comfortable. The point is, do not forget to put you into the story. Otherwise, it just seems like another boring corporate website. And how does someone even know that they're purchasing from a small-owned, woman-owned business if you aren't in the website or featured anywhere in it? If SOS has helped your business, I would love to hear from you. The best thing that you can do to help spread the word about this podcast is give us a five, once again, that's five star rating, and remember to leave a review. Honestly, that's probably the best way that more people will discover this great podcast. Also, remember to tell your friends. Follow me on Instagram at Sonia Rasula, that's S-O-N-J-A-R-A-S-U-L-A. And you can follow my business at Unique Markets. And if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, you can subscribe. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure to follow. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening.